this is going to be an entry in the I don't know what we want to call this daddy diaries or you know I was thinking of journey to journey like fatherhood journeys maybe but daddy diaries sounds like a like an <laughs> 80s Arnold Schwarzenegger movie <laughs> yeah that's that's true um daddy diaries journey to fatherhood the wisdom of uh, the father I don't know this there is maybe something Okay, now I'm instantly my mind is going going off on a tangent, but there is something about the experience of being a father. Um, what it means to be a good father. There's so much in that topic, right? The father archetype. What does it mean? Um, what role does a father play in the the family? There's so much in that topic in general. Then. Being a child without a father, like oftentimes we've had this discussion before where it's like in today's society, a lot of us are growing up and we don't have strong, maybe masculine, good father role models, right? And we we seek that out. Just like you know, Oprah is the mother of the nation of the you know millions of, of women. Uh, Joe Rogan is the, currently maybe the father of many, many men, right? The, the father figure or the father archetype, somebody that... You know, pushes you to have more discipline, to live a better life, to be more honest, to better yourself, um, and all that. Um, so there's a uh, there's a lot to the topic of being a father uh, and the wisdom of being a father. But um, I mean, we both like in a funny way. I grew up without a father, and you grew up sort of with a father, but not really a great role model, right? And so, and we're both fathers now. You have a daughter. I have two boys, which is also nice. There's a there's a very different perspectives, probably very different experiences, and we're both very passionate fathers. So it's it's interesting to go through this experience of trying to be a father for somebody in a way that you didn't maybe want to want to just copy because you didn't experience that. You didn't get that experience yourself growing up. Um, anyways, I wanted to talk about yesterday. Um, so it was just an interesting day for a number of reasons with my boys. I, you know, I, I arrived at home at like 3 p.m. or something. And I had like an hour before my calls with the with uh, the U.S. started. I'm in Germany here. So it's like between 3 and 8 p.m. I'd be on calls. And the idea was oh, between four and, and, and eight. And the idea was from three to four, I could spend some time with them and I would be on calls. And then at eight, I would come up, have dinner and then put them to bed. Right. And the mom had to leave. So I'd be kind of responsible for it. And at three, I showed up and they were like playing, you know, one of them watching TV. The other one was playing a game. And I asked them, hey, do we want to do something? The three of us. And they were like, ah, oh, we just sit down to watch. We haven't watched TV. I haven't played video games yet. And they first time that they preferred to do that than to play with me, right? Part of me was like, part of my ego was a little hurt. But then part of me, the pragmatic part was like, right, then I got some time and I can catch up on some work and do some other stuff, right? So I didn't push them too hard on it. And then at uh, when I finished my work, I went up and... My oldest was at the table still doing his homework. And I sat down. I was surprised. I'm like, dude, it's 8 p.m. He usually does his homework at like right after school or something at like 1. I'm like, it's 8 p.m. It's really late. And he's like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel like doing the homework. Can you help me? 
I'm like, well, I can give you some pointers. I can support you, but it's your homework. You have to do it. And so my youngest wanted to play chess with me. And what I tried for a little while is to kind of please both of them play chess with my youngest and help the oldest with his, with his homework until after a little while I realized my oldest was struggling so hard. Like he was just every, it was like a, you know, a bunch of hard math stuff. He had to do some math homework and every, every single uh, piece of the homework, like every calculation he was getting wrong. I could just tell he's not focused. He's not concentrated. He doesn't want to do it. And so I couldn't play chess with my youngest and I sat there with my oldest and he basically just wanted, like I gave him some ideas on how to get to the right number. And he just, he was just over it and just wanted me to give him the result. Mm -hmm. just, just say it. And eventually, like in my mind, this is the first time that I've had a homework struggle. Like I've never experienced this before. Up until now, like up until recently, homework was always so simple and easy. It was not even a topic. This was the first time that there was some kind of long struggle and he's not finished and it's late. And, and I had to ask myself, what do I do now, right? Do I let him, like, I see he cannot finish it. I don't want to help him, right? But, well, at some point I'm like, well, but, but I can't also stay here till like 10 p.m. to finish this. So what do we do? And then eventually, like, I try to help him and I realize he's not going to get it done. Like, he's just too tired, can't focus. I'm like, all right, dude, we have to stop. It's 8.30. And you're just not going to have your homework tomorrow. I don't know what the consequences are if you don't have them, if there's punishment or what, what your teacher is going to tell you. But this is it. This is the consequence of not doing the homework earlier. We're going to have to wrap it up now because we have to like get ready to go to sleep. And he looked at me and at first he was like, oh, okay. All you have to do is we have to write a message to my teacher. And he brought up a little book. I hadn't seen that before. Most of the homework stuff, you know, his mom is taking care of. I'm not as involved. And this, this is a little book where you, the parents can write messages to the teacher and vice versa, right? And so he opens a page and he starts writing the message for me. And he's writing... It was way too much homework, so Georges couldn't finish it. <laughs> and I was like, no, buddy, stop. let's slow down here. It was, this is not the truth. Let me write my message. He's like, oh, okay. And I write it. I'm like, Georges started way too late with his homework, and so he couldn't finish it because he was way too tired, right? And he's like, oh, okay. He did, you could tell he wasn't happy with my my version of the reality you know but i do love that he that he like pre-wrote the message oh yeah of course and he, and he also has his dad's confidence in being like just making this you know convenient for himself like oh this was just too much yeah. so he couldn't finish it you know mm -hmm. and so um so we go upstairs they put on their pajamas and then it's story time right i've talked about this before And the words were lucky, lucky is a, a dog. We're, um, in two weeks, they're going to get a puppy. They're, so they're getting a dog. It's a, um, it's a cute little dog, and they named her Lucky. And so they're very excited about it. So almost every day, one of the words is lucky that I have to talk about. And the other word was not, was not really a word, uh, which was I wish school didn't exist and I was smart enough from birth to not need it. 
That was my that was my oldest word for the story for the story time. <laughs> and uh, and so I told them a story, and it was basically like I try to wrap this into this idea that some days you win and some days you lose, and you win or you learn, right? This idea that when you win, you have the sweet taste of victory, and when you lose. If you want to, there might be powerful lessons that you can learn, right? There's something to learn here. So today, you know, I was to my oldest, you weren't happy. Many things happened that you or you ended the day defeated. You didn't win the day. So there might be some lessons that we can learn. And those lessons might also help Lucky. So I went through a couple of things that had happened that day. But the last part was about this idea that when you don't, keep your word when you don't step up to your or fulfill your responsibilities. It's not just that it feels bad to you, but it's also that it affects a lot of other people in a negative way. And I was explaining to him in the story that, you know, he didn't do his homework. It was not just him that got affected. It was also his youngest brother and me because the three of us wanted to play chess together. We could have spent some quality time having having a nice match together before the, the day ended. But not only could he not play chess because he was busy with his homework, I couldn't play it either. And his little one, his little brother couldn't play either. So we all suffered because he didn't, he didn't keep his responsibilities. And I was asking them what kind of, what scenario could happen where Lucky would suffer if you guys don't keep your responsibilities. And then they came up with all these things that if they don't do it, you know, Lucky would suffer not, not going out with her for walks, not cleaning up after her, but also not doing their homework so they don't have time to play with Lucky, right? And, you know, the, the thing that I, that I sometimes forget with my oldest is because we are so, he so, comes so much after me. I'm very, I can be very tough on him, right? And what I've tried the last few weeks is to, when I'm tough to him, to also be sweet in some way that reassures him that that so I don't like crush him. So at the end of the story, I hug my youngest, kiss him, wish him a good night, and then I they have like bunk beds. So then I come up to hug and kiss my oldest, and as I hug and kiss him, I can see that he's still very sad. And I look at him and I go, "Listen, you're not the only child that." has not done their homework and has struggled with school and had a bad night. Millions of children, millions of people have done this. I have done this a lot of times. I was terrible at school as a kid and I wasn't doing my homework well and I was always struggling. And it took me a long time to learn this lesson. You, on the other hand, you are much smarter. I think you could learn this lesson much faster than me. And he looked at me and he like nodded. And I was like, if you learn it faster than me, this isn't a big problem. This was actually great. And he started like to relax a little bit. And you can tell that he was relieved to hear that I also, you know, didn't do well in school or didn't do my homework well. I mean, when once he really learns how terrible I was at school, it's going to give him a lot of relief, too much relief. But I think that I, you know, sometimes I, I said such a high bar for myself and then inevitably for them as well, that they don't know how it looks like for me to fail or not to keep my word or whatever, right? And, and to some degree, I want them to 
I want them to have a great example around this. We had this the other day as well, where um, Leo got a punishment that I, he has like a little, like a, a kid's camera where he can take pictures. And so he had four strikes with something. And the, the fourth strike, I told him I would take away his camera for a couple of days. And so he did the four strikes. So I took the camera away. And then he asked me to promise that I wouldn't look at the pictures. He's like, that's private. Those are my pictures. I don't want you to be looking around my pictures. I said, okay, I'm not going to look around your pictures. And then my oldest was like, well, how will we know? You'll take the camera with you. You could watch them every day and just tell us that you're not looking at them. And I said, that is true if it was just about you. But that's not true because you know who would know that I looked at the pictures every day? And they were like, who? It was like, I would know. And for me to be, to be okay with myself, for me to be happy, I need to know that I'm honest with my children and I need to know that I keep my word. It, I don't care about it. I mean, it's important to keep the word so you don't know, but it's not about you not knowing. It's about me knowing. I would know that I broke my word, that I lied to you. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to look at it because I said so. And I would know that I didn't keep my word. And so I try to teach them these things, but I realize that at the same time, I'm creating these. I mean, even when you are a shitty dad, your kids probably see you as a superhuman, right? But when you're like always projecting strength and honor and have these high standards and discipline and this, and this is very much in the vein of what I do. I mean, I, I, I joke around a lot with my kids as well. I am silly with them. I'm very loving, very, you know, um, intimate with them as well, but I do project that. So it was, it was interesting for me to see how relieving it was for him to even hear that I at school also had done something wrong once. Right. Um, so that was kind of a, I didn't plan for it. I didn't plan to tell him that. I didn't think of not telling him that, right? Just kind of never popped up in my mind to talk about my experience in school. Um, but it was kind of a sweet moment that we had at the end. It was. It's always nice to see your kid, you know, go from sad to okay, if it's, if it's for the right reasons, if it's not because I gave him a chocolate bar, or something, you know, not because I did something, but because of he understood something or he, you know, um, he was able to like transform his state by, by realizing something. So it's kind of an interesting issue. This is the first time I've had homework school sort of struggle. It was tiny, but it was the first time I've experienced that. It was like, wow, all right, it's probably going to be a lot more of that in my future.